I said, girl, not the CIA already on our ass. Listen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. First and foremost, I want to welcome everybody to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Oh, my goodness. Boom. You know, Happy we're going to go. Happy Friday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm not going to be working for the whole next seven days. I'm not doing shit. I'm going to be in Florida. Okay. As you should. Listen, my life is going to be filled with vacation and living as little as I possibly can just so I can vacation. That's literally what I've decided. Uh, (laughs) But first and foremost, let's get into our mental health check-in. How you doing? I must say I feel kind of good. As you know, bitch, my job, the job that I do work, I I just work when I want to work. So I've been taking advantage of that shit, bitch. Um, my, some of my family members try to make me feel guilty for not working because, oh my God, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You're a piece of shit if you're not working your ass off 24 fucking seven. But I haven't been to work in two weeks. But today was payday and girl, my check was still cute. So I feel good. That tells me that, bitch, <laughs> if I'm comfortable, I really don't give a damn. The fact that I didn't have to work like a fucking slave and my paycheck was still good as fuck. Tells me everything that I need to know. I feel like that really does tell you everything. And and I feel like a lot of the people who are upset about that are upset that they don't have that same flexibility. I think mm. it's kind of like the student loan thing. I paid off my loans. I can't believe you didn't go ahead and struggle as well to pay off yours. And it's just like, my nigga, I, I, I don't know what kind of society you're trying to build here, <laughs> but the mentality of, because there literally it's two sets of people. It's uh, people who are saying, I would never want anybody to go through what I went through, or I need you to go through exactly what I went through so I can feel better about my own struggle. Right. But what about you, girl? How's your mental health? Uh, it's about to be better. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, lately, I'm not even going to lie. Lately, it's been a little dark for me. Um, thankfully I'm back. Uh, my therapist came back, um, from, um, from maternity leave. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh, they tried to give me a replacement bitch and she didn't know what she was doing. She, uh, so I was just like, oh, thank you for coming back so I can talk to you. <laughs> but, uh, but no, um, and, but I'm not going to lie. Knowing that I'm about to be off and everything is just like, 
especially because after this, I still got to go work for eight hours. But after that, I'm done. <laughs> and that's what I'm looking forward to right now. So it hasn't been great, but it's about to get better. Period. Oh, we already got two messages. I'm going to play them real quick. Earth is ghetto, I wanna leave. You can find me at the store on 15 at the corner store. I don't know the words, but that song got me through okay. the whole pandemic. Listen. And 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 for real, for real, we have to shout out Aaliyah Sheffield. Please go follow all of all of her music because the bitches the she is the queen of relatable lyrics like i have never she she'd be giving me all the black girl magic that i need i'm sorry um i'm still shocked like it's i'm still kind of shook she said like hey yeah i listen to y'all's episodes like on spotify and yeah you can use my you can use my theme song for the spotify and i said oh my god like not as being like recognizable from like famous people what I was like, not you, not you noticing us noticing you. I was, it was very, it was very exciting. Um, but let's go ahead and jump directly into it. I'm gonna let you take it away, Aaron, because um, I try my best not to watch the VMAs because I know what's going to happen. So <laughs> take it away. So I don't know what it is about straight black people having a problem with black queer um celebrities salsa santana is a pretty important figure to be honest because he is everything that this society hates salsa santana is black queer femme fat dark skin all these things that in society we hate and the fact that he is doing his big one doing his thing is pissing a lot of people off Sasha Santana performing the VMAs. And I'm looking at all the comments and people reacting to it. And it's nothing but straight black people, you straight black men, saying some very fucked up shit, saying, oh my God, these are the last days. We're in the end times. And he needs to kill himself. And this is the problem. Like, men think they can be women. And he calling himself a girl. Bitch, you have way more shit to worry about than what the fuck black queer folks are doing. I'm so sick of y'all picking and choosing what kind of black folks y'all give a fuck about and what kind y'all don't. If it's not all black people, shut the fuck up. Every time we have someone like a Lil Nas X or Salsa Santana or anyone else who is black and queer who performs, the shade room, you know how toxic they are. Oh my God, what are your thoughts? Let's post this in the shade room. The shade room is responsible for this shit too because they know who the audience is. The shade room audience is mostly straight black folks they post that shit and then you have people in the comments saying some homophobic shit talking about some thoughts what are your thoughts shut the fuck up i see what the fuck y'all are doing but yeah long story short i'm trying to figure out why does black people have such a problem with black feminine men bitch if your womanhood is that damn fragile then it's not yours Oh, he think he a girl. He would never know what it's like. Bitch, then be a woman. Be your own woman. No one's womanhood is the same. So that's my little rant tangent for that. I, that just got on my fucking nerves. Every time someone we turn around, we tearing each other down. Oh, I'm pro-black. Girl, no, you're, no the fuck you're not. If it doesn't include people like me, you're not. So shut up. So 
the reason why I stay away from a lot of different award shows, especially when I know a lot of Black queer people are performing, because I know there's always like a really disgusting backlash that I don't want to see. I just want to see the clip exactly of the performance and that's it. And let me tell you something, shady cameramen who are like looking at the, the crowd and going to all of the straight Black people to see how disgusted they look. I see you too. Um, I feel like it's um, one of those things where it's kind of, it, like you say about the shade, shade room, it's bait because they know who their audience is and they know what the reaction's going to be. So they know what to post. And then they can go ahead and uh, throw the rock and hide their hand and be completely blameless because guess what? All I said was thoughts. Just wanted to know what y'all thought about it. Um, when really they just want to make a, make a hotbed uh, for bigotry to happen. Um, and you're not slick. Um, I feel like one of the biggest issues that I am going to continue to have, uh, especially when it comes to this, which is why I'm sorry, I feel like Black queer people need our own award shows. I really feel like we do. I don't know why we're waiting for handouts from the straights, why we need that proximity, that proximity to heteronormativity, because it's turning a lot of us into coons. Mm. Um, because we want so badly to be global. Well, if the straights accept me, then I'm accepted globally because that's what's most important. Um, and the, uh, one of the, another thing that I, I'm gonna say before we listen to any messages or what have you, I feel like this is some of, the, this is the kind of toxicity that we don't realize has such a um, severe domino effect because you see these people who are saying all these terrible things. Remember, they're also saying it in their homes. Those same, uh, same children that they have could also be queer listening to all the hatred or they could have friends that could possibly be queer. And now you're teaching them exactly how to treat those children. And let me tell you something, especially for the ones who are secretly queer and still living in their parents' house, let me tell you, every single day they hear you say this shit, all they can do is dream about leaving and never coming back and never having to see you again and never having to suffer your financial abuse, not having to suffer underneath your controlling abusive rule and where they cannot be themselves. Yeah. And then what's crazy is they when the when he performed, you had people trying to disguise the homophobia well. Well no, because he he doing too much because he's shaking his ass. Let me tell you something. You have a problem because it's a queer person doing it. If it was a Magic Stallion or a Lotto or City Girl shaking their ass, that would be praised. Because again, the objectification mm. of women. But how dare he get his queer ass on there and shake his Oh my God, now it's about the kids. But it's okay to let your kids watch award shows of women shaking their ass on the camera. He's doing nothing different. It's just the gender is different and you have a problem with it because he's comfortable and how dare he stand in that shit. And, and the worst part is, is like they just pick and choose because there will be some times where they see uh, make the stallion on stage and just like, oh, look at what we're coming to. Look at what's going on with women. So women can't own their own bodies. Um, black queer people shouldn't even be seen. And the only way that I, you can uh, be objectified is if it's the male gaze objectifying you, don't you dare objectify yourself. Don't make coin off of the fact that people are objectifying you anyway. Don't do that. We have to be the ones doing it. Um, I feel like this, like, I think it's something that you've 
said, and you'll probably say again, if George Floyd had been a effeminate black man, would we have marched? Would or would we have said he's doing too much? Yeah, and I make a lot of straight folks, straight black people, mad when I say that. But this, I have to really go to that extreme to get it into their fucking heads when I say this is why intersectionality is so important. So I will not feel bad because it's true. Let's just be honest about it. If George Floyd or Amara Aubrey or Trayvon Martin were black, gay, feminine men, the black community wouldn't give a fuck. Let's just be honest about yeah. it. And so there's an issue, and I'm trying to figure out why is, oh my God, he think he a girl. What's the fucking issue? And I tell you what's the issue, because once again, straight black people think that queerness, being gay, is strictly a white thing. And this is why it's holding. This is why we're never going to get anywhere as a whole. This is why we're going to continue to stay divided. Um, I also think, I think that this is something that's going to continue until um, knowing our history is mandatory, knowing who we were before colonization is mandatory. Until that's something that is um, told accurately, we're going to continue to do this because we still think that um, it was homosexuality and not homophobia that was a European export. And the, it, it's the facts that it was homophobia that was something, it was the, their hatred brought to our shores that we've adopted. White supremacy has been injected so deeply within the community that we don't even need white people around to practice their hatred. Mm. It's true because we literally have straight black people saying the same exact shit as the oppressors. Oh my God, it's, but it's like, and then when I say that, well, no, that's not the same. You can't do that, girl. Why not? Because it all came from it all. Came, it all has an endpoint, and that is white supremacy. So how dare you? You're not going to tell me as a black queer person that it's not the same because it all came from white supremacy, homophobia, transphobia, colorism, anti-blackness. All this shit came from it. So you're not going to sit here and tell me, no, that's different. No, bitch. I also think that, hey Aaron, um, hey Sid, just stopping hey, in and saying hi and good morning, grand rising, top of the top to you and everyone in the listeners section. Uh, let's see here, black people's issue with black feminine men. Hmm. Okay, okay, got the VMAs and talk about Saucy Santana. Okay, well I haven't seen this, so I'm gonna let y'all get me all caught up. But yeah, shout out to y'all, shout out to the room. Hey, oh, I think hey, we're all. Yeah, um, they would. We know that anytime someone says, and I hear this from straight black women a lot when it comes to like, um, black queer men and the shit that they go through. Anytime someone says, "Well, you know, he was he do be doing too much," and you know, he was a little extra. Anytime someone says extra or they're doing too much, we know that that's like a borderline homophobic way of saying. Bitch, we know your ass is a faggot, so you need to tone that shit down to make me feel comfortable. Doing too much. Get out of my face. I see right through it. And wasn't Saucy Santana shot at and people were trying to yeah. make it seem like it had nothing to do with him um, being uh, feminine and gay? It had nothing to do with that whatsoever. When people there were literally saying, oh, that this F word is doing too much. Saucy Santana was at a strip club and he, you know, he was throwing the cash, you know, and all the strippers, you know, 
were basically giving him attention. And baby, these straight black men were mad as hell up in that. Like, how dare you take the attention away from us? And they did a drive by and shot at him. And they shot at him. And then when he's, and then when he's saying this was nothing but homophobia and femphobia, nah, it wasn't like that. You was just doing too much. Shut up. I see right through that shit. It's not going to work. You sound just like when white people say, "Oh no, oh it was it had to do with race." Y'all really think I'm stupid? (laughs) I was just about to say, how many times do we see white people? Well, he just looks suspicious. There was he had a hoodie on, coming up with all kinds of excuses as to why it's okay to be harassed. When your ideology lines up with literal clan members, don't you think that should cause you some pause? Don't you think that means you should reevaluate some things? Like if I if I had fans and they were in the Ku Klux Klan, I would have to really reevaluate my platform. Yeah. My thing is, what is this, again, this satanic panic that Black people like to do? Oh, my God, it's the end times and the enemy is busy. Bitch, the devil is not that goddamn busy. I'm so sick of Black folks blaming anytime something bad. Oh, this the devil. The devil took my car. The devil did. Girl, the devil did not take your car. They took your car because you were not able to make the payments on time because you knew damn well the way that your budget is set up, you cannot afford it, but you got it anyway. Capitalism and keeping up with the Joneses kept take, took your car. Right. Um, Capitalism and white mediocrity and the white standardness is what took your car because you tried to keep up with the Joneses, like you said. It's a mess. Everything, oh my God, the devil did this and oh my God, the devil got gay people on TV. Girl, shut up. <laughs> Especially when you look, if you actually read the Bible, the devil ain't took nobody's life yet. Ooh. I'm just saying, it's, it seemed like it seemed like God's the homicidal maniac. That nigga be killing niggas. Yeah, <laughs> like just like everybody firstborn, even even the cattle, even the cattle, even the cattle. Like he he like kills it to kill. It's crazy. Hey, go kill your son for me right quick. Just playing. You ain't got to kill April Fools. (laughs) My girl. (laughs) You're like, bitch, what? That's crazy. Um, And now that that we said that, (laughs) now that I've said, now that we said, oh, well, you do know the devil has literally not killed anyone, especially like in the Bible, in the book. Oh, no, you must like the devil. Girl, we just saying what we just saying what happened. Like y'all keep pointing to this Bible. He did not. He literally did not kill anyone in the book. Like, I'm just sorry. It looked like he was. It was God who was the one who was murking people. Like, just didn't even give a fuck. Like, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, we can we can pretend, um, but I feel like we are sadly um, kind of being held hostage by religion in this very Stockholm syndrome, wife beater ass type of way. Like we, we love the abuse from the Bible. We like, we're just these lowly human beings who just have God to thank for um, everything. Even though when we'd be reading the Bible, God be, God kind of the enemy died. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yes. um, I was told by Elder that um, people use the devil in replacement of them not wanting to hold themselves accountable. The devil made me do it. You know, I wasn't in my mm-hmm. right mind. The devil made me do it. You know, the devil is busy, like Aaron said. Like, no, you're trying to use the devil in replacement for your own actions in the way that you do a thing. It's like, let's just put the blame on the devil and not on self. So, yeah. <laughs> right. right. Like, I think, I think it's very important that we just be honest and realize that people are on this fucking world just to do fucked up shit themselves versus something that we probably created in our minds that is doing it. And, and listen, I feel like, especially when it comes to this type of shit, when we talk about the devil and the lake of fire and just like the whole Christian theology bullshit, like you got people, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's kind of terrifying, who would legit be killers if not for this fucking book. Like, without this book, you don't have a morality. And if you're taking your morality from the Bible, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been told that, too. They'd be like, oh, my God. How, 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 oh, my God, how are you atheist? But you're such a good person, but you're an atheist. How, how, how can that work? I'm like, you literally have white Christian people shooting up churches and movie theaters and all that shit, and they use the Bible. Get out my face. I don't need this book to be a decent human being. And, and let me tell you something. Again, when we talk about the Bible, do you know, you know the story of Lot? Like Lot's wife, the one who was turned into a pillar of salt? Do you know how that, <laughs> that story began? Apparently, Lot had some angels. I suppose they were male. I don't know. Um, and there were people where he lived who wanted to S.A. the angels. So they go to Lot's house like, yo, bring out the angels so we can do this. And Lot says, no, I can't give you the angels, but I have two daughters. You want to take them instead? Yes, bitch. Yes, bitch. You hear what I'm saying? Okay. All right. See, that's what. Do you want them instead? And then and then that's when God steps in. Not before, but this is when God steps in and says, nah, don't. Don't give them the daughters. We just gonna blind them real quick and we're gonna lay waste to the city. But when you're leaving, don't turn around. But Lot's wife turned around and turned him into a pillar of salt. Please tell me, what was the lesson? What was the reason? What was the reason? You know, when we say stuff like that, the first thing um, Christians will say is, oh, when you're taking the Bible out of context, like that's the problem. Bitch. Twist his words. So it's like, when your God is portrayed as a piece of shit, now I'm taking it out of context. But if it's the good stuff, oh yeah, everything is true. Everything that happened is true. Yep. But when I say, hey, what about him? Like all these fucking babies that were slaughtered when he flipped the whole world because he was a narcissist. Oh, well, that's different. You taking it out of context. Girl, get out of my face. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, I just, I, I swear, just... Just read some Bible stories, guys. It's, it's, it's by the way, not G-rated. Just, <laughs> not for general audiences. Ah.
The more you suppress or restrain people, the more they will fight back and break away. Always and forever. Yep. Absolutely. The reason is because it's a stupid story. That's the only reason. <laughs> Turn into some salt. For what? <laughs> the salt, some meat? Like, I don't get I'm it. Weak. <laughs> Not salt meat. I would say out of all the stupid stories in the book, I would say the Adam and Eve story was the stupidest to me. Like, girl, I was weak as fuck. I said, girl, what the hell? Am I high right now? Like, and then, girl, it's like a lot of incest going on. Like, what's going on? If we all came from them, girl, it's, again, contradictions. I don't have time. Maybe that's why the ocean is so salty, I guess. Oh, hell no. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to go spend time in the ocean. I'm hoping to be at the beach by tomorrow night. Okay. Don't say that to me. Uh, uh, Now I'm going to be thinking about it. What's a damn? Anyway. (laughs) So. um, I just feel like that at this, at this point, we have to understand that um, the Bible should not be anybody's barometer for anything. Jesus Christ, read it. Please read it before you're like, oh my goodness, the Bible. (laughs) But um, I really, I really feel like we're going to continue to vilify femininity, even though femininity is mental strength, even though I really want to get rid of these words. I want to get rid of words like feminine and masculine to begin with. But all of the things that um, make feminine so beautiful is the vulnerability. It, like, like we demonize it so much because we're scared of it. And then to see uh, what we would say is a masculine form be in anything feminine, we can't see the power in it. But they mm-hmm. feel the power in it because they feel the power of being able to be 100% themselves, and it scares you. Yes. That's what, like, like I say, like, me being non-binary was probably, I'm non-binary, as you know, and that's probably one of the best things that has ever happened to me in my life because it's, I feel such a power that I can't even describe. Like when I do dress film and looking like the bad bitch that I am, the fact that I don't even have to do anything, just my existence turns heads. Like I have power over people's emotions and I don't even have to do anything. Yeah. And it may, yeah, some of that emotions may come from anger and jealousy. And, but the fact that I'm just walking down the street, and people are turning their heads and they're mad. I like that. I like power. So, so if, if that's the case and me being um, non-binary and feminine, oh, well, like, I don't know what it is about it. And that's because like you said, in this society, we praise patriarchy. We praise masculinity so much. It's like, how dare you? How dare you do what I wish I could do? Yeah. And I really think it does stem from a jealousy. I, you know, my, I'm sorry, I'm still going to believe my father is a gay man. And that is one of the reasons why I spent my life being so severely physically and emotionally and spiritually abused. Because I represented everything that man hated. I was so much of me. He had to squash that out. He had to go ahead and beat that out. And it still didn't work. Mm. 
yeah. I feel like people have to understand that that kind of suppression, it turns people into abusers. I, I, I fully believe that. I, I don't feel like it gives abusers any type of, um, like that's not a rational, that's not a rationale for being abusive, but I do believe it's one of the reasons. It's not an excuse, but I think it's one of the reasons. And I think this is why, especially like in the black community, like we have black fathers whooping the shit out of their kids or beating them even if they do anything feminine. If they have a son and they're feminine, I was told so much, uh-uh, don't do that. Stop holding your wrist like that. Like that. Stop sitting like this. You have to talk like this. You need to deepen your voice because we have to look strong because we're black and we have to look strong for the white man. I've been told that my entire life. Back when I did identify as man. But me, I feel so free now that I'm non-binary and don't subscribe to any of this shit because gender, the idea of it, does not exist. And I just said, fuck it. And I feel so free. And in this society, we have been taught to fear the very things that have the potential to set us free. We've been taught to see it as a threat. So my existence, that's why it's a threat to so many straight people. Oh my God, the kids. Oh my God, this. Oh my God, that. It's like, no girl, you just wish you could be that. And you're committed to misunderstanding it. I also feel like we just don't talk about the actual um, black historical figures who have who come from the LGBTQ community. Um, and I'm not talking about James Baldwin, even though 100% valid. I'm talking about before colonization hit our shores. Like, this has been us. Being queer is African. They Since just have the tried to erase our history. Yep. Since the beginning of time. Once, well, as we know, yes, once upon a time, everyone was black. But before, in Africa, before they was colonized, everyone was hella queer, everyone was hella gender fluid, and it was a matriarchal society. So this whole idea that black men are trying to hold on to and think that patriarchy was made for them, it wasn't. It wasn't. So if anything, since we like to use pro-black a lot in the black community, I'm as pro-black as it gets. My existence being black, queer, non-binary, this shit... If you think about the roots and you know your history, you can't get no blacker than this girl. <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, real talk. So my question was, I don't know if the audio didn't play, but um, what other historical figures aside from Alexander the Great was uh, LGBTQIA, if you would know, or any knowledge on that? Um, there is quite a few there's quite a few um, LGBTQ um, uh, figures that we can definitely get into. Um, but I will say one of the one of the biggest things that we have, unfortunately, that has um, happened is the fact that it's been erased. So this is something that should be known by everyone. It should be in every classroom so that black queer people can actually see themselves. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think I saw Wilton sent, sent a voice message talking about Queen Zynga, which is also a queer um, um, historical figure. Y'all know about Queen Zynga, about her being queer. Yep, yep. And I think, that once again, the reason they don't want LGBT history taught in schools is because people equate 
LGBT with just being super sexual. They, they hear the term gay or queer or whatever, and they equate that to just, just sex. And it's like, no, girl, we're not. That's the problem. People equate someone's sexual orientation to sexual activity. Oh, my God, they're too young for that. And let kids be kids. Uh-uh, they don't need to be learning, but that's nasty. We're not talking about that, girl. We're not talking about tops and bottoms. We're not talking about any of this shit. We're talking about the history of the existence of queer people. So I really want people to get that out of their minds and just listen. I mostly ask because uh, I'm a tour guide and I love all multifaceted perspectives and angles of history. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for the room. Sid and Aaron, shout out to you all. Thank you. Um, we also usually have like, uh, there's actually a article that we read that goes over a lot of the uh, queer aspects of Africa uh, before colonization um, that unfortunately a lot of people, especially in Africa want to deny, but that's because of colonization, unfortunately. Um, they've had that completely erased. I actually had the article pulled up. <laughs> Boom. I'm gonna, I can read some of it. Girl, I have pretty much half of it memorized at this point because, again, I have to explain this to people, especially straight black men who say that, oh, being gay is nothing. That's not a black thing. I have to bring up the history. So I'm just going to read through half of this. Okay. So. Prior to European colonization throughout the African continent, we see far different, more relaxed attitudes towards sexual orientation and gender identity. As far back as 2400 BC, tombs have been excavated in ancient Egypt with two men's bodies near Kanum and Kanum Hotep, embracing each other as lovers. Because, girl, you know, 2400 BC. So, you know, they love to use the whole, oh, we're butt breaking. Oh, my God. 2400 BC. Way before this shit, girl. This is nothing new. Anyways, in addition to the acceptance of same-sex relationships, ancient Egyptians, similar to other civilizations at the time, not only acknowledged a third gender, but respected. Many deities were portrayed androgynously, meaning male and female, and goddesses such as Mut, the goddess of motherhood, and Sekhmet, goddess of war, are often depicted as women with erect penises. For centuries across the African continent, there was a there was a completely different attitude towards sexual and gender identities. Many African countries did not see gender as a binary in the way that their European colonizers did, nor did they correlate anatomy to gender identity. In no African country prior to colonization do we see any persecution of LGBT individuals because of their sexuality, nor any anti-LGBT laws. So how, despite a very relaxed attitude towards homosexuality and gender fluidity for almost all its recorded history, has Africa become one of the most difficult continents to be LGBT? Well, colonization and the spread of fundamentalist Christian attitudes from the British meant that much of Africa lost its previous cultural attitude towards sexual orientation and gender identity and were forced to adopt quote-unquote new values from British colonizers in the 19th and 20th centuries. Homophobia was legally enforced by colonial administrators and Christian missionaries. In 1910, Christians made up about 9% of the population of sub-Saharan Africa. And then by 2010, the figure had leapt to 63%. Anti-LGBT laws were not only written into constitutions, 
but also into the minds of many African people. And after the passing of several generations, this has become dogma. While many of the countries under British rule are now independent, the majority who still criminalize homosexuality, including Jamaica and Uganda, have carried over these laws from the colonial era. Generations later, many Africans now believe that, that an anti-gay attitude is one that is part of their culture. So much so that former Zimbabwean president Mugabe labeled homosexuality as a quote-unquote white disease. So I can say all this shit and people will still say, no, that's not true. <laughs> without fail, honestly. It's not actually kind of crazy because without fail, that's exactly what will happen. It's unfortunate. Because um, that, that's the woefully ignorant. Those are people who are ignorant on purpose. The cognitive dissonance, as it were. Um, because they just don't want to be, because when, even when faced with the truth, they're like Trumpers. You need to understand they're no better than Trumpers. When you can actually show somebody evidence of something and they still say, nah, if that's not Trumpism, I don't know what is. And same for like Christianity as well. Like all these things, cognitive dissonance is in so many sections, but yeah, I think we can move on from this and go on to the next topic because Jay-Z, Jay-Z is getting very hotepy well, over here. I'm going to let you here. take this one. <clears throat> it's getting very hotepy okay. over here. Okay, so we all know who Jay-Z is. Um, <laughs> Jay-Z, Jay-Z basically said, Jay-Z said, stop calling him a capitalist. Jay-Z compared being called a capitalist to the N-word and other slurs. Girl, okay. Jay-Z says, stop calling him a capitalist. He's compared being called capitalist to being called the N-word. He says, we're not falling for the trick before it was the American dream. But when we start getting it, they try to lock us out of it. They start inventing words like capitalist. Inventing words like capitalist. Then he says, we've been called niggers and monkeys. They got to come up with stronger words. We not going to stop. You're not going to make us feel ashamed to be successful. So Jay-Z, if you don't want us to call you a capitalist, because that's literally what you are doing. That's what you are. That's, you cannot be a billionaire without you. What do you want us to, to call you then? An exporter? An opportunity? Like, I'm confused. Because there's this huh. thing in the Black community that black capitalism will save us. Capitalism goes hand in hand with white supremacy. Capitalism was not made for black people. So I'm confused on how you think that it's possible for everyone who was black to be billionaires when the system will not allow for that. Mm. Ah, and I know you have like a recording of him saying this stuff. I swear I was listening to about 30 seconds of it and I was just like, wow, the manipulation and the gaslighting. Expert, expert level. And it's just funny because he did this. <clears throat> he was live in um, Twitter spaces, Twitter spaces live with um, DJ Khaled and uh, Rob Marley. It's funny how he's saying 
bringing up they called us niggers and monkeys and you're doing a live with this white man who literally said niggers uh, called black people niggers anyways i'm gonna go ahead and play this clip <laughs> other people put other people in position and really in the span of 10 years going from being able to save millions on a rat record to now saying billionaires yeah we're not gonna stop you know this the hip-hop is young we still we still growing and we're not falling for that technology whatever you know this public puts out there now that you know before it was the american dream pull yourself out of bootstraps and you can make yourself you can make it in america all these these lies that america told us our whole life um and then when we start getting it they try to lock us out of it they start inventing words like you know capitalists and you know things like that i mean you know we've been called nigger and monkeys and shit i don't care I don't, those words y'all come up with y'all got to come up with stronger words when i say y'all i'm not talking about you the words they come up with they got to come up with stronger words we're not gonna stop we're not gonna be tricked out of our position y'all locked us out y'all created a system that you know doesn't include us we said fine we went our alternate route we created this music we did our thing you know we hustled we fucking killed ourselves to get to this space and you know now it's like you know you know eat the rich and think, man we're not stopping so that evolution is you know from us you know we came from selling seven records and selling uh, records out our trunk and you know no radio play and i think reason without it 36,000 the first week or some something like that. I'm I may be I may be uh adding So that's just a glimpse of that. What are your thoughts on all that he said as I changed this title? Um I think that the the gaslighting and the uh, manipulation is expert level. Um I feel like especially when he says words that were it, it, it like invented to a capitalist. Capitalist is the little brother of white supremacy. And he wants to um, separate himself. He wants to put some distance between him, the, the word capitalist and him. And this is my issue, um, especially with comparing it to the N word, like just, wow, we already have hundred heirs who are fighting for the rights of Elon Musk as we speak. We have people that are just like, oh, let them make as much money because if we if we stop them from exploiting, then I one day will not be able to exploit someone either. I, I, <laughs> um, I feel like I, I feel like it's quite it's just very I feel like it's very disgusting, to be honest. Um, and especially the way he sounds like a uh black activist on there is not lost on me. And then people like to say, oh, well, he does, he does some stuff for the black community and he did this. I'm not talking about tax write-offs, by the way, because they love to say, oh, well, he did give some, I am not talking about tax write-offs. Everybody gives to black folks in some capacity because it's a good PR move. So that's not really a significant point of distinction. The problem with black folks is systemic. Courses about Bitcoin do nothing to alleviate the origin of the problem. <laughs> Just invest in Bitcoin and you'll never be broke again. I, I And I feel like it also dismisses so much of the actual issues 
that black people really do have in this country when it comes to um, any kind of financial prosperity. Like, and it's so crazy that we're talking about, we look up so much, we look up to Jay-Z so much because of his wealth, but I feel like we forget that Tupac had a whole interview that was like, how can you have billions of dollars while people don't have beds? Mm. What happened to that? What happened to that? Tupac was saying, how can you go ahead and how can you sleep at night having all this food in your fridge and children are starving? Oh, well, and the, the reporter was like, who would say that that's their problem? Their money, how much money that they have says that that's their problem now. Because you're a human. But no, we want to talk about how much wealth we can get. Like literally Malcolm X is saying like, girl, a lot of y'all are bootlickers. <laughs> like, girl, Malcolm X talked about this. And he even called um, MLK saying like, girl, he using his proximity to uh, the government and whiteness when it comes to like selling his speech and stuff like to black folks. Like, girl, let's just be honest about the situation. You cannot expect to defeat white supremacy by participating in it through capitalism. That's not how you defeat it. You don't you don't get out of dealing with white supremacy by gaining financial literacy, by gaining financial freedom. That is not how the, any of this works. And by the way, if we're if we if I'm not free or my brother's not free, we're all not free. This individualism of just like, hey, get it, get it how you can get it and step on whoever to get it. And listen, there are some capitalists that I love. Hey, Rihanna, listen, that was very upsetting for me to find out that, yes, she's the young, one of the youngest black billionaires that we have, but she also got some human rights violations going on with the uh, factories that she runs in fucking India. Are we gonna pretend that that's not one of the reasons that she accrued as much wealth as she was able to do by getting cheap labor? And... What are you gonna say? Oh, well, white people do it. Is that what you're going to say? He doesn't like the word capitalist because it appears to be... He's addressing white people, the white man, racism, white supremacy. But it's like, girl, and this is evident in his implying that capitalist is just another racial slur that they invented. No, girl, like, capitalism is just a word for everyone. Everyone... Once again, this is why they dragged us when we talked about um, this whole blood diamond situation with with what him and Beyonce did with the the whole Tiffany and Cole shit. Listen, let me tell you something. Beyonce put crack in that album. I'm going to say it again. Beyonce put crack in that motherfucking album. But I can still uh, go ahead and walk and chew gum at the same time and be like, ah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's that ain't it though. That ain't it though. Like they proudly promoted that quote unquote iconic Tiffany Diamond when we know there's a long history of colonial violence again like in, in South in South Africa. But then colonial they say, oh, violence. You just hate, they, oh, you just like, oh my God, you just hate Beyonce. Girl, it's called Two Troops Can Be okay like girl i like yes i like her music but i can also say girl she at the end of the day is a capitalist 
and capitalism cannot save black people. I'm sorry, it's impossible. It wasn't made for black. The, the, this whole, and we're in an age of, I think we're in an age of hyper consumerism within black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like everyone's I trying agree. to sell stuff. And it's like, girl, you it's. You can't even have a hobby. You can't even have a hobby without somebody saying you should have monetized it. Oh, look at you over the pandemic. You had all of this time. You should have started a business. You should have, like, life for profit. One of my homegirls, she is a, an amazing uh, crocheter. Like, she, could, she crocheted the shit out of all kinds of things. And she started selling it. And she quickly stopped because she was like, it made me hate crocheting. And I actually love crocheting. And I don't want to lose my love for it by trying to monetize off of it. Mm. Why isn't that a valid emotion? Why isn't that okay? Why is she being called, oh, well, you're just stupid. You have this talent and you're not willing to blah, 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 blah. But it don't make her happy though. Mm. That's a currency too. Happiness is a currency as well. Mm. Anyway, I just feel like just... for so long, wealthy black celebrities have been able to evade criticism by convincing the average low income black people that their success and wealth is going to trickle down to the masses, quote unquote, trickle down to the masses. Mm-hmm. But we know mm-hmm. that's not, that shit does not work. And their personal accolades would somehow transform the material conditions of poor black people off of the strength of representation alone. Let's see, Fletch. Whew, made it up here uh, to the mic. Uh, Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Sid. Um, I'm back here listening. And all I have to say about Jay-Z is like, well, he lost me with the whole trying to move towards a certain level of looking like Basquiat anyway. It's it's just a shame that a lot of this is performative. A lot of this is just a series of just like platitudes and being obtuse when they know damn well what the issues arise from when you talk about black excellence and what that actually means versus black capitalism and how at the end of the day it's all still under capitalism and it's therefore a problem. And it's weird to hear people act as if concepts that have been here for quite some time and have absolutely been cautionary tales or somehow new words like come on but i haven't been rocking with jay-z or beyonce well actually never really hard ever but yeah you know whoo child it's a mess mm-hmm. Amy. hey erin hey sid hopefully you guys are having a good life today um yeah, this uh, situation actually kind of reminds me of a live that was kind of popping off a few days ago. Uh, like you stated, Sid, um, motherfuckers beyond here, but like literally said, well, yeah, I agree with exploitation 100% uh, because I care about my family more than I care about the black community um, as a whole. And I was like, yeah, I guess you have a right to feel that way, dude. But you're literally saying you're agreeing with black people never going anywhere, basically. I hate when motherfuckers have this la-la land mentality, thinking that they're going to be up to Jay-Z status. I'm, oh, I have to make a billion dollars so my kids can get it. It's just fucking sick. Like, why would you want to do that? You're not going to ever reach a billion dollars without exploitation of other people. Exploitation isn't good.
you know, simple things maybe. Right. And that's the other thing when we talk about like a lot of this is performative because to me it's like, well, didn't you do the OJ story? Don't don't you know that the game is rigged? Don't don't you know the the poison that lies inside of that American pie? You oh oh no so. Okay, so you think by telling us that you don't want a slice, but you want the recipe, that makes it even better. Like, sweetie, the recipe is poison, huh? So, you know, that we, that's what bugs me about a lot of these, these celebrities, particularly black celebrities, that come out here and try to sell blackness, if you will, or the struggle back to us, and, and then claim that they are activists or that they're um, fighting on behalf of our betterment as a community while actively participating in a system and upholding a system that uh, they supposedly claim they know is killing us. You know, it's like, come on, Jay-Z, whatever. Selling the struggle back to us, honestly. And then he had the nerve, Jay-Z had the nerve to compare himself to Fred Hampton and Basquiat, who was an all-out communist. I can't take it. I can't take Jay Z seriously when he says stuff like that. I really can't. And listen, we we should do a segment on Fred Hampton one day because there's there's a lot to unpack right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a lot to unpack right there, but it's okay. Um, I feel like um sadly we have been sold the the dream that um, money will fix everything. Um, we have been sold this dream that if we have enough money that we'll be able to accomplish whatever. And we're not about to pretend that money don't help you be comfortable. But if you think that shit's actually going to bring you happiness, why do rich people kill themselves then? Exactly. If that's really the case and all of a sudden all this money is supposed to go ahead and just be a cure-all, for all of life's problems, why do you see rich people in a fucking tailspin? Why do they have reality TV shows about their drama? Right, they literally want, they want to have some type of drama because it's like, girl, I have everything else. I literally have, I can get whatever I want. So it's like, now what? Literally, now what? And also like, dude, you couldn't, the money that a lot of these people accumulated, they couldn't even spend in their lifetime. You can't take this shit with you. But for some reason, you are drunk with the thought of having more. What do men with power want? More power. Jeff Bezos is about to be a trillionaire. (laughs) (sighs) And what's worse is, I would love to say I'm not going to support Amazon. I would love to say that I'm not going to buy from Sheen, that I'm not going to buy from Amazon. But what, what what's worse is this is what's available to us in our tax bracket to purchase. To be able to go ahead and buy cruelty-free anything, by the way, that's privilege. Because you can afford not to go to Walmart. You can afford not to go to Target. You can afford to only go to mom and pop's places. I just hate it when they put the onus of all of the issues and guilt on the consumer and not on the corporations to actually be better. 
Yeah. I I really hope Jay-Z was not serious when he said capitalism is a made-up word, is a new word. And then he compared then he compared the word to being to the N-word. You can't be serious. Like, like it's this new thing with like the people who are oppressing people, calling the people who are being oppressed bullies. You have straight people thinking that the LGBT people is bullies, and now there's a new word called heterophobic. You have white people saying that all that black people can be racist, and now you have rich billionaires saying that poor people are being bullies by saying things like "eat the rich" and calling them capitalists. Ooh, you, that's basically calling me the N word. That's why you had you had Karen saying calling a white girl a Karen is the same thing as the N word. Please get out my face. I, sw- I, I swear I keep saying it. Um, a lot of these straight black men, especially the ones with money and clout, turn into white women real quick, turn into I want to speak to the manager ass niggas real quick. And it's unfortunate. Because he really compared the N-word to capitalism. And he meant that shit. I hope he was joking. He w- He meant that shit. He meant that shit. Mm, mm, mm. Get to these last two messages and then we'll go ahead and switch up. But yeah, when I said historical, I mean over 2,000 years ago and I guess pre-Mesopotamia and anything um, Mideast or Mediterranean, so yeah, North Africa. But uh, thank you for answering any questions that you do answer. I'm listening. Yeah, that's crazy that, um, that people will accept a certain portion of history but they'll they'll like blacklist or, or take out certain things just so rewrite the narrative um thanks for sharing and reading that Aaron. that was awesome history is fucking awesome always dig deep dig deep into the brains that's how i got my brains out <laughs> period seriously oh lauren more mess more mess I'll let you lead this one. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before we go ahead and uh, play the clip, I need people to understand that this is the evidence that colorism and white supremacy have done so much damage to Black men the fat phobia, it's done so much damage. And the fact that um, Aries Spears, I don't think anybody has seen since 2011. Thank you for all of your uh, roundabout impressions of misogynistic rappers. Um, (laughs) I feel like what kills me is that the the people that wanna talk about Lizzo, the people that really want to say, by the way, and Lizzo don't do shit to nobody. I just want to put that out there. Lizzo don't do shit to nobody, but she stay in everybody's mouth. So we're going to play the clip. I don't want to hear this again, but we don't have a choice. Um, we're going to play the clip, but I the setup is Aries is getting an interview. I'm glad he's still able to land those. And the man asked him, Shadily, have you heard of Lizzo's music? Yeah. Girl, I'm gonna play as much as I can handle. 
Yo, you know somebody that actually make good music, man? Lizzo. Lizzo? Yeah, bro. Have you heard her shit, yo? Like, as a songwriter, yo. I, I can't get past the fact that she looks like the shit emoji. <laughs> yo. Very beautiful girl. She got a very pretty face. But she keeps showing her body off, nigga. Like, come on, man. Come on, yo. I'm sorry. Listen, I ain't the most in-shape nigga in the world. But I still, you know, when you funny and you got swagger and confidence and, and you decent looking, I think I'm at least handsome, you get pussy. But a woman that's built like a plate of mashed potatoes is in trouble. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 oh, her music hard, her body ain't. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh, here they come. The, the wall of Braveheart bitches. Like the battle on the field coming over the hills. Are you ready for a war? You can hear the horses thumping on the fucking ground. It's about to, uh-oh, here, here he come. Who that motherfucker think he is? Be body shaming that motherfucker. Hey, yo. Here's <laughs> another thing, yo. You, you know, know what kills me? Issue, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what kills me about women? is is the hypocrisy and the contradiction. Yes, queen, slay, queen. Yes, queen, slay. Yeah, girl, your confidence. Fuck diabetes. Fuck heart, heart, heart problems, fuck heart disease, cholesterol. Y'all claim womanhood and about sisterhood and support for your sister, you know, when it comes to that ridiculous shit. But if you really gave a fuck, why wouldn't you go, black girl, we love you, we love your confidence, boo-boo, but th this ain't it, this ain't it. Where's That's the real love. Y'all will jump on me for making jokes, but... Y'all won't fucking be real and go. Oh my god. Oh. My head hurts. My head hurts. When we say when we say and then the nigga in the background just laughing, just laughing his ass off. And when we this is why I say straight black straight black men, y'all need to hold each other accountable. But of course I'm not gonna do that because that makes them look weak and that's that's feminine and they don't they think it's feminine to hold each other accountable. I hate it here so much. This man is talking, saying all this shit while he just sits and sweats. And the thing about it is, it would be so easy to go ahead and reverse Uno this shit, which by the way, people have. That was the one thing that was accurate. He said, those brave heart bitches don't you hear him in the background? Oh, you knew he was coming for you. Okay, sweet. I'm glad it wasn't a surprise because only a few days later, this man was back on the internet talking about how uh, we're bullying him. See, when you was talking, it was a joke. But when we was talking, it was, we were bullying you? <laughs> Why isn't it funny? Why aren't you laughing? Shout out to Corinne Stephan. Shout out to Superhead. Why aren't you laughing? So, um, and this is the thing. Oh, go ahead. Why do straight men do this? If it's one thing that they have is the nerve. Like, 
you just being shit your entire life, just being shit every chance you get to this black woman. And now that the tables have turned and it's, impact, and it's impacting you, now you're being bullied, but you were doing it every fucking chance you get to Lizzo. This is how patriarchy works. They don't expect shit to happen to them and bite them back in the ass. Mm-hmm. They absolutely no, and, and this is and this is the thing. It would be so easy to say, "Yo, Aries Spears, you look like you smell like earring bags." I don't know why you're talking. We haven't seen your ass since 1998. What was the last season of Mad TV? I had to look up who this nigga was. I didn't even know who. <laughs> See, I'm old, right? So I knew who Aries Spears was. This actually was upsetting to me. Um, I think A, because I didn't really listen to that much of his comedy to know what a chauvinist he was. And uh, B, because he was a part of my fucking childhood. Okay, he was Bobby. Uh, like, I remember shit. But you know what really, really fucks me up about this? Is that he's able to go ahead and see racism very clearly. Um, the same woman who uh, plays Lois, um, off of Family Guy. I think her name is like Lauren Borenstein, something like that. Uh, he told a story once about how she walked into the dressing room saying, oh, there's dirt under my fingernails. I must have had a fight with a nigger. I remember this. I remember watching this interview and being like, wow, oh my God, people are crazy the way that they'll just say anything. Just for Aries Spears, to sit down and be asked about somebody's music and the fat phobia had to jump out. Haven't seen his own dick in God knows how long, but the fat phobia needed to jump the fuck out. But this is the thing. This is the reason why I don't want to go ahead and be like, oh, the discoloration and oh, you're fat and so on and so forth, because I don't wanna do what he's doing. Now, I will say this, anybody who is dragging him for dear God, saying whatever the fuck that they want to say, sorry, boo, that's not bullying. That's get back, bitch. Sorry, I don't, I, sorry. But I'm just saying, as a fat black woman myself, I don't feel comfortable being like, oh, this, that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel comfortable just trying to, at the end of the day, him being fat isn't the issue. Like, real talk. Him, him looking the way he looks is not the issue. You're a horrible human being, my dog. That's what, you're just a terrible person, straight up. And you're not fucking funny. That wasn't funny. I don't understand all the belly laughs. Cause we were just talking about the shade room and the little blurbs that people are like, oh, thoughts. Let me tell you something. That interviewer knew exactly what the fuck he was doing when he asked that question. Nobody can tell me different. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's like straight black men left to do that shit. Like this dog whistle shit. Like they don't say it, but it's like they do something to where it's bringing brought up. Charlemagne did that shit all the time on Breakfast Club when he held up that picture of Janet Mock to Lil Duval. And then Lil Duval's transphobia just jumped out real quick. They do this shit like, oh, what do you think about this? Bitch, we know what the fuck you're trying to do. You're trying to bring forth the conversation so that you can get click and, clicks and views, bitch. You're not slick. You're not slick. And Aries, I hope you're enjoying all the attention, baby. 
I hope you're enjoying all the attention that you are receiving. And who knows, maybe you've gotten some new chauvinists that are going to come to your next show. Because let's not pretend that he did not have Lizzo's name in his mouth just so he could say something crazy so that he could get likes, clicks, and views. Messages. Ooh, child, I couldn't even listen to that. That shit, uh, I had to play a message off of, of the, what the middle he was talking about. It's, it's the fat phobia and colorism too, right? Because he's comparing her skin also to the color of shit. That's why she, mm-hmm. again, looks like shit. And, you know, her body position, especially in that one nude photo she's talking about. So it's the fat phobia and the colorism for me. And then he has to mm-hmm. say, I'm not the most in shape, nigga. Nigga, you're not in shape at all. <laughs> you look like Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy. Shut the fuck up. You look like fucking Magic Mike Tire, dude. That's what you fucking look like, dude. And you have some fucking nerve. <laughs> and you're you're blacker than her. Oh my gosh, black men have some nerve. We didn't we didn't ask if you wanted to fuck her. We said is her music good? Fuck. Mm. Thing like, and this is mm. why. This is why I will always say, anti-fatness and anti-blackness goes hand in hand. There's no way around it because, like she said, he, like he compared her to the shit emoji and all these things. And how often do we see in on movies and TV movies about fat black women? Medea, Precious, Norbit, uh, the Nutty Professor, Big Mama's all house. these things. Center, Big Mama's House, all these things, anti-fatness and blackness intertwine for the entertainment so that white folks can laugh at them when they go to the movies and watch this shit. And black folks too. All the so it's not anti-blackness and anti-fatness goes hand in hand. We don't really see movies center around fat white women like that. We don't. We don't. I, I'm sorry. I had to look it up, and I because I because I, I was like thinking, what famous movie do I know with a fat white woman? Um, Gwyneth Paltrow in Shallow Hal. And just so you know, we never saw the actual fat girl's face. Like for real. <laughs> And he was under a spell to make her think that she, she was a size two. Just, I just want to go ahead and like, let that ruminate for a second. Um, I, I'm disgusted, um, but sadly, I'm not surprised. Black men have a real issue with us. I'm sorry, that's just what it is. It's just what it is. Yeah, it's like, how dare you, like, and even in the black community, it's okay if if it's if a nigga is fat, but as soon as a woman is fat, oh my god, you need to we need to think about your health. <sighs> Patriarchy. Men can so be much. fat and successful all the time. Men, uh, um, uh, men can be fat and successful all the time and still be looked as sexy. Do, do, do you know we saw we saw Jack Nicholson as a sex symbol? I don't know if anybody knows what Jack Nicholson looked like. I don't know. I don't know if anybody has an idea. Talk about uh, beauty being in the eye of the beholder. Uh, okay, shit. Black men have the audacity. How about y'all go tell your mamas and aunties that they need to lose some weight? Oh yeah. Oh what? Mm. You won't, cause you go go get that motherfucking backhand, and y'all wouldn't even dare. How about you go lose some weight, Aries? Like what the fuck? Motherfuckers are literally projecting. Any any yeah. form of oppression, like it's in all groups. We have 
fat people who are anti-fat. We have gay people who are homophobic. We have black people who are colorist and anti-blacks. Uh, uh-uh, you too dark and also it's in all these th- all these communities, and it's really sad. Thank you, Sid. Just I, I again, I wish I could clap, but here snaps. It's not as loud because it's my non-dominant hand. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's just. I'm sick and tired of people coming to Lizzo. Like, this woman works out, like, almost every single time she's on her live. She's always getting up and doing something. Like, people are just so disgusting, right? And then, you know, I don't know her personal life. Um, and I don't know if she happens to, you know, came out or say anything about her weight or anything like that. Of course, she's taking us on her weight loss journey, but... Like, what if she came out and said, oh, well, I have a disease and it actually makes me gain weight and this, that, and the third, and that's why I'm not losing weight as quick enough or da-da-da-da. Those same niggas would be, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm da-da-da-da. It's so fucking weird and just disgusting. Like, she's always doing something. Yeah. And, like, um, <clears throat> anti-fatness is so strong that... The fact that people be so shocked when they find out that a skinny person has heart problems or diabetes or something. Oh my God! But you're so in, you're so quote unquote, you're so in shape, quote unquote. Why? How could you have diabetes? I know so many skinny folks who are diabetic. Like it's amazing to me. Like, girl, I can't. <laughs> Listen, especially um, and thank you so much, um, Serenity, for saying that because. Um, there are so many women who have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, that can't lose weight because of the uh, steroids that they're on, that exercise regularly, heart strong, no issues. Let me tell you something. This system, especially when we talk about the health system, it's fat phobic and is 100% anti-Black. Um, even when we talk about the BMI, the BMI was made by a racist who believed deeply in eugenics. We're still, I don't know why we are still using BMI after discovering that shit. I don't understand. So at the, at the end of the day, I feel like people got to understand that, um, thin people, I I don't know what, don't know why this is something you, that has to be explained, but you don't know what's going on on the inside of a person by looking at them. I can't look at somebody and say they got diabetes. I can't. Skinny people have diabetes. I know. Oh, oh my God. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, like it, it's, it's, it's really sad to me that um, you got this nigga saying shit like I'm not in the best shape. Sir, you are not a shape. I need you to calm the whole fuck down. And and I and I'm getting and I and I think I'm just really disgusted by the people who are defending him, just saying it's jokes, but will still be in the comments saying that women are just bullying. And the fact that and the one thing I, I just want to put out there is like when I was listening to it, I was hearing him say talk about all the women that just want to big you up and oh slay clean and so on and so forth. Why does our support of one another bother you so fucking much? What a weird thing to complain about. That don't seem odd. Bitches, that don't seem odd. 
talking about I can get a little round every once in a while. Like, nigga, shut up. We all know that the only pussy that you are getting is the one that is paid for. It's like, he basically say, like, girl, how dare you women support each other? You need to be validating and supporting me to make me feel good. The nerve of you to praise each other and be comfortable in your skin. Like, how dare... That's basically what he was saying. And they're mad about it. They're mad that she's just happy and living her life. I hear she just got engaged. And the only thing that she said in reference to it, she uh, received, I think, a VMA or one of the very many awards that this bitch continues to receive on a regular basis. She received the award and she was like, everybody's asking me to clap back. She was, And she just held up the award and she said, guess what? This is my clap back. And I'm like, bitch, tell them. Bitch, tell them. All right. My girl, on this her, is my I'll clap back. All Beyonce. This is my clap back, bitch. I'm still relevant and you're not. And to be honest, my net worth is probably more than you. <laughs> like, listen, like, oh, girl, I had, to, I said, girl, does he even. <sighs> Whatever. Messages. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. <laughs> Anything Tyler Perry. Yeah, this is. I, I had to stop. I don't. I don't know if it's just me, but when Tyler Perry puts out a, a, a Medea movie in the theaters, I don't like to go. I don't even watch it for real. But I definitely don't want to watch it in the room for the white folks just laughing at that shit at the intertwine at the intersection of anti-blackness and anti-fatness on the big screen for their entertainment. Something that don't feel right with me. It makes me feel so unwell. Like, I don't remember what movie it was. And by the way, it was a white guy that took me to this movie because I guess he thought I would like it. <sighs> I think it was called First Sunday. They had like Ice Cube and like Cat uh, Williams or whatever. I think it was about 10 minutes into the movie and I turned to him and I was like, this is terrible. Can we go? Surrounded by nothing but white people who are holding their sides, can't control themselves from all the hilarity. Oh my and God. I'm just like, this, the blacks are so funny, make me laugh. Bro, he was so shocked. I was like, listen, it's early enough in the movie where we can get our money back. Let's go. Let's just go to dinner. It's fine. We don't need to do this. And even at the time, I don't think I realized that he picked that movie because I was black and he thought I would think that this was funny. And this was him trying to get cool points. Mm. I know you like nigger shit. Let's go watch some. Let's go. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I know you like nigger shit. <laughs> Well, you know, Julianne Michaels tried that shit, too, you know? She was making fun of Lizzo and said that it wasn't going to be very funny when Lizzo died from heart disease. And, you know, Julianne Michaels basically lost her career. <laughs> you know, people gonna learn that, you know, body positivity is a movement, you know? And Lizzo is a, a, a face for that, you know? So, I mean, leave Lizzo alone. Let her be. This woman is breaking boundaries and creating records like and she's breaking records right it's just she's so strong because people keep lizzo's name 
in their mouths every fucking month. It's news about anti-fatness towards Lizzo. She's so I couldn't do. I don't see how she's doing it because God damn, it's every month. It's some news about someone being fatphobic to Lizzo. There was somebody on the on the Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and I think it was a housewife of some some white lady. They showed a picture of Lizzo, and she said, "Is that is that precious?" I was like, "You raggedy." Vagina neck fucking hoe. How dare you? And the thing about it is, yeah. And you see why I say it goes hand in hand anti blackness and anti fatness. Mm. That's just, and what a pure example. Just boom, right there. Oh, she got dragged to hell, and I hope she continues to get dragged to hell for it. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm not going to. Uh, when it comes to Aries Spears, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you're so fat, blah, 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 because I feel like I don't want to fall into the the same trap of the fat phobia, because there's a lot of things to talk about, sir. The, fa- the fact that you're sitting there and sweating, the, 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 the fact that you look like you smell, like like Colt 45 and stripper spit, like, I'm, I don't know. Listen, let me stop. I'm weak. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was too much. Yeah, it just it just looked like his breath smelled like hot dog water. Mm, mm, sprinkled with cologne, child body. <laughs> Look, I I suffer from high blood pressure. Um, so, and I'm skinny as they come. Y'all see me on my Instagram? Like, I suffer from high blood pressure. Like, literally. Like, I be seeing white spots, black spots sometimes. I think that's connected to something else. But at the same time, yes, I could look like I'm in shape, but I am not in shape, y'all. I eat, I don't even eat that well, and I'm a pescatarian. So it's all an illusion. (laughs) It's bullshit Mm -hmm. because just because I'm slim does not mean that I'm healthier than someone who may be heavier than me. That shit is so dumb. Like, how old are we? I don't know. The stereotype for me is, is taking me out because it doesn't hold. The shit doesn't hold weight. No pun intended. <laughs> it doesn't, though, honestly. And it's just, um, it's unfortunate that this is where we are. I'm glad to see Lizzo uh, in love and winning and continuing to go about her business and just making everybody mad. I'm sorry, there's power in that. Just like there's power in femininity, there's power in all of these things that they hate. There's power in loving your fat self. Well, let me tell you something. Me going on this vacation, I have never worn a two-piece. I'm gonna say this again. I have never worn a two-piece. And we are two-piecing it in these next seven days, okay? I am going to... Hold myself to posting TikToks in my bathing suit. Oh, God. I am, <laughs> which, by the way, sounds horrifying, but I'm still going to do it. And and let me tell because there is power in loving you as you are with no additives, nothing to put in, nothing to take away. This is just who you love. There's power in that. And you can see it because of how much they hate it. Mm-hmm. They, it's like, how dare you 
come to reach a level in your life to where you can set yourself free by just loving the fuck out of yourself. A lot of people will never know what it's like to truly love themselves 100%. So they're just jealous. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. It's true. Like, we're not, like, again, they hate Salsa Santana so much. Oh, he he just be doing too much. No, bitch, you just wish you could do that. So you, as a, a straight black man, would just rather be homophobic and say all this shit about Salsa Santana. I would, like, girl, the shit that I can, I still cannot believe we had uh, people in those comments telling him to kill himself just for being who he is. Girl, anyways, we can move and, on to the next topic. Well, go ahead. Yes, no, we're definitely going to. I just want to say um, one last thing. The reason why it's, and I know it sounds so cliche when people are like, love yourself, just love yourself. You know, and I know it can sound cliche as fuck, but let me tell you something. I need to tell you why it's so fucking important. You need to love on yourself. Don't expect someone to get, or go ahead and pay for trips if you're not paying for you to go on your own personal vacation. You need to be able to pamper yourself. Whatever the fuck it is that you want to do that makes you feel loved on, you have to do it for you. And the reason why I say that is because you have to be able to recognize it when love finally gets to you. Is it less than what you give yourself or is it more? You have to be your own measuring stick. So just wanted to say that. Period. Okay, now moving on. So our favorite president, Joe Byron. (laughs) Joe Byron. Or Brandon, whatever. Whatever his name is this week. He wants to give the police some more money. And I say all this to say it's funny that y'all thought y'all could push this man for the left. Y'all really thought, because I heard liberals saying this, oh, well, once we get him in office, we can just push him left. He, Yeah, he may be in the center, but we can make him more liberal. Girl. Anyway, let me just go ahead and play. to do everything i'm not joking what when it comes to public safety in this nation the answer is not defund the police it's fund the police fund the police and give them we expect them to do everything we expect them to be to protect us to be psychologists to be sociologists i mean we expect you to do everything i'm not joking everything when it comes to I'm just confused at this whole you we you expect the police to be psychologists when we literally have police shooting people with mental illnesses and shit. And you think that we should rely on police for that. Ugh. Girl, I girl I <laughs> so I feel like this is just one of the, and I had, I ended up voting for this fuck all. Um, And the reason that I did was because I did not want Velveeta Voldemort to have another reign. Like, it was just like Prince Joffrey got big. And I was just like, we can't do this. So I decided to go ahead and vote, right? Dude, did I like Biden? Absolutely not. I didn't like Biden or Kalama and I, uh, or Kamala, and I still don't. Honestly, 
When I saw Kamala Harris go on The Breakfast Club after her literal reputation as DA in California was um, top, they called her top cop. And she made her name by putting black and brown people in jail for small drug offenses. Talked about on The Breakfast Club about smoking a doobie and listening to Snoop Dogg. You don't think I didn't see the pandering? When, when Biden also got on whatever fuck-ass radio show and said some shit like, oh, you're not black if you don't vote for him? <laughs> he used that because Joe Biden, when he said that, it's like, Joe Biden, you might as well have said, well, you're not black if you don't vote for me because I was vice president to this black right here, this black person. See, I have a black friend, so if you don't, you vote for Obama, right? He's black, so you need to vote for me. If not, then you're not black. Girls, <laughs> I can't. Let me tell you something. Um, as much as I can say that Obama was not the worst president that we had, certainly wasn't a good one. And they could drop a lot of bombs. A lot of bombs on black and brown folks. In other countries. So, and when that whole Flint water situation happened, I'm sorry, I will never forgive him for going to that press conference and pretending to drink the water like the water was okay for them to drink then. Because mm. it wasn't. Whenever you get a president, they're going to suck the dick of the lobbyists and the bankers. It's why they didn't want uh, Bernie Sanders. It's why they didn't want Elizabeth Warren, because those were gonna be people that weren't going to do any of that shit. So they had to go ahead and get this fucking puppet ass old ass bitch ass nigga, which I am so sick of seeing. Go to bed, you look like you wanna lay down. We will take away the driver's licenses from niggas this old, but they can run the country? I'm so sick of these white politicians talking about, well, I, I talked to my constituents and we believe that we are gonna do what's best for the American people. Bitch, y'all ain't got but two weeks left to live and you trying to tell us that you know what's best for everybody. Girl, get out my face. And this is why I will always say, Republicans will spit in your face. Democrats will spit in your food. Why the fuck are we just, why the fuck this lesser of two white supremacists, lesser of whatever spit tastes the best. Why the fuck do you want spit, period? I'm sick of it. That's why I say, girl, I, to be honest, at the rate that we're going and at all these rights that's being taken away every month, I see an uprising happening, to be honest, probably seven to 10 years. We saw a glimpse of it in 2020, but if you keep poking a bear, what else do you expect to happen? I'm just, I think that I'm just so over people uh, putting faith in any kind of politician. Um, I think Stacey Abrams, I learned my lesson finally with her. Um, because I remember telling, telling Aaron, like, oh my goodness, I really like her. I know that you say they're all just going to be bullshit, but I really like what she's saying right now. It could be possible. It's possible. You know, and Aaron's like, okay, girl, I don't want you to be disappointed. Nine months later. So then she's talking about, we got to give money to the police. And you're like, bitch, what? Bitch, what? Bitch, what? I hate. I hate being this disappointed. I really do. But at the end of the day, it it's just another lesson that we have to actually start learning. 
these people that say that they are for us, that they are going to represent us, I'm sorry, maybe it, it could have started out really with the best intentions. That's not the way it ends up. So sorry. Just like you said, people are not ready to make the sacrifices that is going to be needed for a political revolution to happen. So that's why me and you got to get the fuck out of the country because it'd be the same people who complain about having to work 90 to 100 hours a week. Oh my God, I'm just so tired. I'm so exhausted. And then when I say, well, don't you think capitalism needs to be eradicated? Oh my God, you're so radical. You're too extreme. Then shut up then. I don't want to hear you talk about bitching about capitalism and then you turn around and defend the Jeff Bezos and the Elon Musk and all this other shit. Get out my face. You are for the establishment and you believe that you can vote away white supremacy and capitalism. I can't take you seriously. The only way to change the system is to flip it on its head and do something radically different. I'm sorry. That's the only way to get rid of all of these systematic, uh, systematically racist and bigoted practices. There, that there's no other way to go about it. So, I, and like, um, I we had been we actually said this on the on the live last night. Like, if we were to if we were to get one apartment building, one apartment building, and just said, "Don't pay your rent. Don't pay your rent. Don't pay your light. Don't pay your water." And when people started shutting shit off, I need us to go back to what we used to do in the hood and turn that bitch back on. I need to make sure that every apartment that is hungry, that can't go out for food right now because we doing a full on protest, we sharing the food. We making sure that everybody can motherfucking eat right now because we're not gonna stop until you go ahead and lower the rent to something. Not that's market price, the shit that you make up, what we can afford that actually goes by our income. Everything should be income regulated. Everything. Why would I make you pay more? It's literally a trap to put you in debt and make you pay rent forever so you can never save and actually buy a home. Mm. This is, and people are just not ready to make, like when I, people be like, oh my God, I'm just, I had to work so many hours. In order for capitalism to, because capitalism is dying to be honest, but it's, it's going too slow. It's like, girl, we gotta get out of here regardless. But we saw a glimpse of that when this, by accident, people couldn't go to work like when 2020, when coronavirus started. Girl, the system was all fucked because again, that's how this system runs is through capitalism, but people couldn't go to work. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to hear folks say, well, uh, that's too, that's impossible. We can't do that. We did it by accident. So I know that again, as a collective, if all of our answers did not go to work, then they will listen because they only give a fuck about us when it affects their money. It's true. If we were to all just decide we're staying at home and not paying for gas, did you see how low gas was during the pandemic? No one was leaving. If we want to get gas prices down, if we want, listen, you know what? I ain't even going to preach right now because ain't nobody going to listen. But I do want to say that uh, it can't be done with one person. You can't go to an apartment building and just talk to some people and have two people be like, well, we're not gonna do it. They're just gonna call the sheriff and drag y'all asses out. But they can't do it for all of us. It literally, again, this is some big sacrifice of shit you have to do. An entire apartment complex is gonna have to say no, fuck that. Because bitch, what they gonna do, kick all y'all out? How's the landlord gonna make his money? How? Mm. He's gonna have to listen to y'all. If it doesn't affect their pockets, they're not gonna give a fuck. 
when they was looting and doing shit at the Targets and the Walmarts and shit in 2020, they listened because of the fact of the money. And then Target put out a statement saying, well, yeah, girl, we are a billion dollar corporation. We don't give a fuck, girl. We'll just fix the shit back up. Like, mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. sure, we're, 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 we're fine. Again. But yet I'm called crazy when I say, bitch, housing should be free. Food should like, that should be a given. No, look, we have more open homes available than homeless people. And you're going to say, well, what the fuck? We're going to get money for free tuition. It will cost $38 billion for everyone in the country to get free tuition. $38 billion. Where are we going to get the money from? We just put over $700 billion into the Pentagon. I don't know if you guys know this, but $700 is more than $38. So they pick and choose when the fuck they have the money to distribute and when they don't. I'm not trying to hear that shit anymore. It's not an excuse. It just isn't. And then capitalism is so strong and has a chokehold on so many people that when Joe Biden gave us those crumbs of, oh my God, $10,000 student loan relief, people were like, well, oh my God, why are you, y'all being so ungrateful asking for more? Bitch, how am I being ungrateful for what is mine? How am I being ungrateful for what I deserve, to be honest? In other countries, education is free. In other countries, their homeless is almost none. Stop it. And These then are human have, rights. These are not human privileges. Then you have the Karens and the Kevins talking about, well, I don't want my tax dollars to help other people out. I, they're wasting my tax dollar money. Bitch, okay. Keep that same energy when these rich ass corporations are getting tax cuts and to be honest, not paying taxes at all. But y'all, y'all be quick to defend them. I don't, again, this is how strong American propaganda is. And that's why words like socialism scare so many people. They don't know. They just don't, people aren't educated. It's, it's really sad. Messages. (sighs) You know, one thing I'm not, I'm entirely sure about confused is USA is uh, supposed to be a land of liberty and freedom you know you have the statue of liberty but there's so much racism out there in the US everybody calling each other slurs and nicknames and stabbing each other in the back and in the front it's, it's terrible I don't know can somebody explain that please yeah there's this <clears throat> there's this illusion that America there's this illusion that America is the free world and all this other shit when America was never free. America is still not free. In order for America to truly be free, to be honest, it would have to be destroyed. Let's just talk about it. We, do you know, like we're on the soil that we are on. The system has to be eradicated. Um, America is a third world country. They love to say, oh my God, third world countries. Girl, we're a third world country too. We just got a Gucci belt on. (laughs) Yes. They try to make it look so yeah, good. We yeah, literally yeah. have commercials in other countries telling other countries to help feed the poor in America. <laughs> Which is so sad. There's literally commercials in Germany talking about, well, you can, you can feed an American child. But I do want to say that, I mean, to be honest with you, um, we got it from the U. Uh, we got it from the from Britain. Like that, that's who came over and colonized everything. Like all of the racism will like really comes from like 
the British Empire that decided to go ahead and colonize every fucking thing, um, including Jamaica, (laughs) where my family is from. And to be honest with you, I feel like the UK kind of leveled up a little bit in how they treat their people a little bit. Um, And um, so that America became um, like racism ultra, while the UK is like racism original and Canada is like racism light. Yeah. They lost. That's why I don't like when folks be like they're keeping up with, oh my God. Did you hear what happened with they like to keep up with like Queen Elizabeth and stuff? I was like, girl, why would I, why am I celebrating these royal empires that have done so much <laughs> so much shit? Like you talk about Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> that bitch is evil. Dear <laughs> Lord, the colonization in the Congo wasn't, you know, let me gosh. Listen, girl. I, I <laughs> Listen, there's there's a reason why the black and brown community in England is really not big fans of the Queen. Just saying. Right. Don't disrespect the Queen. <laughs> How can I disrespect her? She's in a wheelchair. I don't give a fuck. I'm hollering. <laughs> Another thing I'm not entirely clear about is why is it you guys uh haven't fully figured out that the Democratic Party is fucking up you, it's fucking up the country. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Biden, Obama, Obama done nothing for the black people. Biden saying, vote for me if you're black. And then there's Hillary Clinton, everybody's sticking the knife at that. Why don't you just stop voting Democrat? Do you know what I mean? Just Well, well I mean... Because American propaganda is so strong... Me and Sydney are socialists. Well, she's socialist. I'm communist, bitch. I don't think billionaires should exist. But American propaganda is so strong that it's like when we talk about, well, girl, the whole system needs to be eradicated. It's like, oh, my God, now you're being too radical and too extremist. And it's been fed into the minds of so many American people that when we do say that this system needs to be gone, it's like that scares some folks. Because, again, we're not educating people about socialism and communism because the first thing you they hear the word communism oh my god north korea like the ignorance is really real out here (laughs) it is it is and also um for like when in reference to like the democratic party when you first of all they only gave us the two parties that was a big ass mistake so with the republicans they literally have like a racist theocracy that they are trying to place in your face. They're trying to make sure that you know this is what we want. No uh, foreigners, no blacks, no, you know, the, the whole the whole nine. And then the Democrats um, will go ahead and look like the lesser of two evils because they're not overtly racist. They're not overtly homophobic, even though you can find racism and homophobia all through the Democratic Party. Like, when it comes to anything. so. I feel like because those are the only two options and one just already looks fucking crazy off rip, people are going to go to the latter. Yep. Knowing damn well that these two party systems ain't going to do shit. But if we think of something else, then that's just too radical. That's, that's kind of, again, people are scared for a change, but they, yet they complain about the system all the fucking time. 
we pay the same um, exact amount of taxes, or I think we may pay one to 2% more taxes than Canada. Do you see how much Canada gets and how much we get? I could have gone to college for free. Why, uh, why, why do people think education is uh, a privilege? They don't want, America doesn't want people to get educated. That's too easy for people to get educated. And that's why it's hella expensive because if they get too educated, then they get more knowledge of how the system works and realize that capitalism and imperialism and this oligarch, all this shit, like knowledge is power. This government ain't gonna mm -hmm. let that happen because then the uprising would nope. happen sooner than we think. Because <laughs> we'd actually get to know things, yeah. I, I hate it here. It's like, girl, well, you, 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 you chose to take out student loans. No one made you do it. Well, this the way the system is set up. Like, I have to get this thousand dollar ass, thousands and thousands of dollar ass piece of paper that we call a degree. I have to get that shit just so I can possibly, maybe, live better in this fucking country. Which you don't, which we see that you don't. Whether you get your master's uh, or like your bachelor's, people still trying to pay people with a master's degree, 15, 25 an hour. Like, are, are we joking? I, like, what are they supposed to do with that? And then they have the audacity to be like, you, uh, you, you took out your loans because you wanted to. Well, you lied to me and told me that I had no choice but to get these loans so I could go to school so I could have a better job and the better job isn't coming. You got and white then also, oh my God, well, I had to pay off my student loans. Why should they need to pay off theirs too? Okay, well, since we're going to use that argument, then black people need reparations. We still ain't forgot. And I, and I certainly didn't forget that when um, slaves were freed, the slave owners received reparations because of loss of income, because they no longer had uh, possession of our black bodies. Just Do you feel that the government, both Republican and Democrat, are playing the people because they're the same government, you know, same side of the same side of the same two sides of the same coin? Do you know what I mean? The people need to wake up. What would happen if you stopped voting? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Would you become, uh, what would happen? Then the political revolution would happen. They would have mm. to listen to, again, like, they're not, people are, people really think that voting, <laughs> I would say the only time voting can work is for your local representatives. But this nationwide, like, oh, the president, you just got to vote for the president. That shit is already determined before it even happens. It's everything is determined off of lobbyists and corporations, rich ass people. Um, I definitely think that they're two sides of the same coin. And I feel like Roe versus Wade was a big wake up call for me to realize that as well. Like I always knew, but yeah, the Democrats had um, control of the house for a very long time. They could have codified Roe versus Wade. Huh? And I like I was back uh, piggybacking off of what you said. They've had fifty years to codify this shit, and now they're just now doing it because they, they know had the fifty years. And they had fifty years to do it. It goes ahead and it gets overturned. Um, you had all of this time. How am I supposed to think you're not working together? 
So you do absolutely nothing for 50 years. And then we go ahead and get this, we get Velveeta Voldemort. And that now piggybacking off that, now because the house is full of all of these crazy fucking conservatives, now it's completely okay and we get to uh, overturn it. I'm sorry, liberals. That's on you. You had 50 fucking years to protect us and you didn't do it. How am I not supposed to believe you're not working together? That's bullshit. I consider liberals to be conservative as well because liberals are still for the establishment. Liberals believe, oh, we just got to work better jobs then, then we can work and make the world a better place. They don't believe that the system needs to be eradicated. They just think, oh, well, vote blue no matter who. And I voted for Obama. I voted for a black mm-hmm. person. I got hashtag BLM in my, in my bio. And I think I did something. Girl, I don't, I don't trust it. And then when Joe Biden said that he wants to give more money to the police, you had all these white liberals clapping and cheering. And yeah, oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, we knew that we were voting for shit. We knew that we, they literally said, hey, do you want diarrhea or do you want bloody diarrhea? Which one? And we decided we wanted diarrhea because it seemed like he had less ulcers. And I don't think we will ever come to a point in America to people say, no, bitch, I don't want diarrhea at all. But people are so brainwashed by American propaganda and capitalism that it's like, oh, well, maybe we just got to vote for this person. Maybe this person will be the change. If this person is for the establishment, nothing's going to change. Roe v. Wade is gone and no one's talking about it anymore. Americans don't know how to protest for shit. They protest for three days. Oh, time to go back to work. Nothing's going to change until it's eradicated, period. I feel like uh, the sad part is, is that we still have a lot of people that think that this is something that can change through uh, voting and just being a good person. <laughs> and I, I just want all of you to know that if you want to live a life that's not going to be a slave to capitalism, then you're just going to have to get out the U.S. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm sorry. Because this right here, rent, trying to, me even trying to buy an RV and travel the world and then realizing, hey, we need ten dollars to $15,000 cash and any loan that you get does not go towards your down payment. Those are two separate things. And you're like, oh, okay, just 10 to 15K. Let me just go put my pussy on the internet real quick. I'll be back. They're being forced into renting. They're being, people are being forced into renting and people are raising the rent over and over so nobody can save, so they can actually buy a house and not rent anymore. And mortgages are skyrocketed through the fucking roof where literally people that own homes feel like they're slaves to it. Mm. Girl, like I say, bring back the guillotines. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't. I just looked at the time. Damn, it's already nine fifty. All right, so <laughs> always, always such a dope show on Friday mornings uh, when we come and talk to you guys. I do want to remind you that we are um, not going to be having a live show this coming uh, Thursday night or Friday morning. 
But um, that's because, you know, niggas going to be on vacation. Okay, we're not even going to play around. But next week, we will go ahead and uh, go back to our uh, regular scheduled programming. And I'll be making sure to put out some extra episodes for you guys to listen to on Spotify for while I'm gone. Period. You can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. And you can follow our Earth is Ghetto Instagram page, which is Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. And if you want to subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop to the Spotify, you can go to theearthisghettopodcast.com on our website. And yeah, you got anything else? That's it. Being queer is African. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.